All right. So we would like to welcome uh, welcome everyone to Footprints Foundation's conference call and. You know, we realize a lot of you are busy professionals. In fact, some of you told me you'll be calling from work, so we really appreciate you being here. My name is Dr. Diane A. Thompson, and I'm a physician and radio host. I'm simply going to be facilitating tonight's call. And on the call, of course, is Lorna Owens, who is the founder of Footprints Foundation. So basically what's going to happen tonight is Lorna will share information about uh, joining Footprints Foundation's global faculty and how you'd go about um, being involved in the training of people in Jamaica, in Ethiopia, to so these healthcare providers. We'll also uh, talk a little bit more. Lorna will talk about Footprints Foundations itself. We have a lot of people joining in now, which is awesome. Um, all right. We're welcoming everyone, and I'm actually going to mute folks just so that um, – we won't have too much interruptions because we will also have this recording available for folks who weren't able to join us. But again, I, I want to welcome you. My name is Dr. Diane A. Thompson. Um, and on the call, we also have Lorna Owens, who is the founder of Footprints Foundation. So as I said, she's going to be talking about this new initiative where a lot of you have indicated an interest to serve, which is so awesome. Uh, and, the, and she'll talk about the whole idea and what, what role you will play. And then once we're all done, I will unmute the microphone. I'll identify you by uh, your area code. So if you have questions, you can go ahead and ask. So Lorna, welcome to tonight's call. Thank you, Dr. Dr. Diane Thompson. This is really, this is wonderful. I mean, this is what I dreamed of, where everybody is in the water with us. So thank you so much for arranging this and deciding to moderate the call. Yes, and, and once again, for the callers that are on board, I really thank you for being here. I think this is such an awesome thing and such an important thing. So, Lorna, tell us a little bit about yourself and also talk a little bit about Footprints Foundation. Sure. Grew up in Jamaica, and when I was 12 years old, I said to my mother that I wanted to become a lawyer, and she said lawyers didn't go to heaven. So I became a nurse. I studied nursing at the University Hospital of the West Indies. Then I went to England, studied midwifery, came to America, and went to law school. So I have been a practicing attorney since the 1990s. Five years ago, I was up watching CNN mindlessly, watching CNN um, Anderson Cooper, and it caught my attention. They were doing a piece called War and Woman, Rape as a Weapon of War, and it told the horrific story of the women of the Democratic Republic of the Congo. I started crying, couldn't stop. I was very angry, and I was saying to myself, why is anyone not doing anything? And then technically the voice said to me, it's you. So I formed Footprints Foundation, not knowing what exactly I was going to do, but I just had to do something. I went to the Democratic Republic of the Congo uh, almost five years now. I, I met with the women who'd been raped. I, I, I realized when we got there that, uh-oh, they were still at war. But the genesis of it is that, We've been going to the Democratic Republic of the Congo, um, and I know that I couldn't do anything about the rape particularly, but I realized that 
because it's a conflict country, uh, mothers and babies were dying that didn't have to die. And so, Diane, we came back and formed this global faculty. And um, I'm going to stop a little bit, and but I will tell people just much more about what we've been doing and where we are now. I always joke that most of us saw that same thing on TV, but we didn't go form a foundation. So this is <laughs> awesome that you did that. Um, so I know you started out there, but what countries are you currently working in? Okay, currently we're in the Congo. Uh, we've done some work in Somaliland, which is not Somalia. It's that little Horn of Africa that has Somalia, Djibouti, and then Somaliland. Uh, we were there last year around the time of the Ebola, so we taught about um, Ebola, hand washing, and things of that nature. We have officially launched in Jamaica, and you know, sadly, right here in the United States, one of the things we do know, first of all, as a country, a developed country, we are 69 on the list as it regards maternal and infant mortality or what we do with maternal and child health. And we also know that African-American women are three to four times likely to die from complications of pregnancy. So we are working in the Deep South. We're teaching mothers breastfeeding, nutrition, and the like. Because, you know, as I was just thinking, since we've been on... Several women have died that didn't have to die because one of the things we have to work with and why we're rushing against the clock is that every 90 seconds a woman dies somewhere in the world from complications of pregnancy that can be prevented. So right now our main focus will be three specific countries, Jamaica, Ethiopia, and right here in the United States. And you talk about what you're doing there currently. And so for people who are actually on the line who want to help, you know, like, what what is your next move? What do you see happening? What are you hoping that that some of us as physicians, as um, midwives, what what's the goal here? Sure. Let's take Jamaica first, and I just want to. Um let people know that we we don't follow the missionary model. We follow more of a business model where we first go into a country and we work only with the Ministry of Health. So, for example, let's look at Jamaica. We just finished our first training in Jamaica where there was a group of nurses from Broward County here in Florida, Jody Maggio Children's Hospital, Memorial West, and Miramar, and we went to the University of the West Indies, and we trained their NICU nurses. We did a newborn resuscitation. We set up stations and so forth. So in Jamaica, we're working with the Ministry of Health. Jamaica is not going to make its Millennium Development Goals 4 and 5, which is to reduce maternal and infant mortality by a third by, by the end of the year. However, they're committed to, to reducing it. Um, be mindful that in Jamaica, 97% of the women deliver in hospital. So what's driving their maternal deaths are the chronic diseases, heart disease, hypertension, and things of that, obesity. That's what's driving their, their deaths. They have a NICU, and we need to get the NICU up to maybe a level three. So the government wants for us to help them to train 1,500 primary care workers. And the training starts officially May 25th. I am going to be going back May 25th alone and because what they need 
for that training. I'm going to talk about, you know, patient care, how to take care of a patient in a holistic way, conflict resolution, kind of the Ritz, Ritz-Carlton standard, the gold, gold, golden standard of taking care of, of your clients. But after that, we have several dates, and we already know the dates to be training, first of all, the midwives, and then there are two dates for training the doctors so we need for Jamaica we need educators we need nurses and doctors who can train in NICU labor and delivery uh, or PEDS and each training trip is a week and we go down, we are obviously going to train, but we're going to set up simulations and things of that nature. So Jamaica's dates are completely set. We have from June until May of next year. When we go to Jamaica, traditionally, we stay on the campus of the university. There's a nice lodge there. We are seen as faculty, and we move from there. The government has said that we're also going to do some sites out of Kingston, so one presupposes we'll be flying in through Montego Bay, and the government will be setting up those locations for training and also where we'll be staying and all like that. But the bottom line is that everything will be well organized. We found things to be well organized the last visit, and there's no reason for it not to be so. So that is for Jamaica. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this about Jamaica. So you mentioned that there is a training trip, and is, are there curriculum that are that are already set up for people to follow? Like, how does we, that work? Yes, yes, and no. Uh, we have some curriculum that we used in the Congo. It is not specific. Uh, it's not appropriate for Jamaica because Jamaica would be running off the same curriculum. So we are working. Uh, we're we're making contact with the World Health U.S. USAID and um, John Hopkins to you because know, a lot of these places already have curriculum and so we're going to source it but also we're going to ask our global faculty both here and Jamaica to put together something that's culturally relevant for Jamaica um, we'll do most of the heavy lifting but we're going to call on our doctors and nurses to help our, us out as well Okay, and for folks that are that would be going to Jamaica to be a part of the training, so is this like a all day training, a week of all day training? Like, explain to us yes. what the plan is. Essentially, this is how the plan the plan is. Um, usually, you we start training at nine o'clock, so uh, we have breakfast. You know, by seven thirty is by seven thirty we're picked up and we're taken to the training site. And we train all day until about 5 o'clock, which means that we have an hour for lunch. Obviously, breaks are in there. What, what each person would be responsible for is their airfare and uh, it, the totality of the cost minus airfare would be $850. And what that, what that takes into consideration is the lodging for a week, all your ground transportation back and forth to the airport and all over town, uh, your dinners, all your meals, breakfast, lunch, dinners, tips for the driver, and a host guest and a host gift, and one um, T-shirt from uh, Footprints Foundation. So it pretty much it's like a all um, 
all-inclusive, you know mm-hmm. exactly how much you need because you would have paid it before we left, and we'll have deadlines for that, and we'll have payment arrangements that people can start paying down. So it's airfare plus $850, which takes care of all your needs except if you want to except shopping for the week. That's actually pretty awesome because I've done yeah. submission before, and, and and I always wonder, you know, when they ask for the amount, you say, what what are you doing with all of this? So, I mean, for people who have traveled to Jamaica, it's clear that this is actually pretty fair. If you're eight fifty, cover your lodging, your dinners, and all of that, and and oh, then your you, trip you get and your the airport. tip and your tipping and a little gift for you, the host. Oh, that that is definitely awesome. And you said people would be staying where? We're staying at Mona Lodge, and you guys can look it up on the um, the website. They have a website. Uh, also on footprintsfoundation.org, you'll see um, some information about the Mona Lodge. But it's it's like say a holiday inn. It's air conditioned. It's a good it's a good sized room. Um, you have free internet, uh, complimentary breakfast, uh, all your linen and you know and stuff like that. It has a little kitchenette. It has a um, a tea and coffee service. It has a little refrigerator in the room. It has TV. You can watch CNN. So it's really it's, it's really it's really very very cozy very cozy and uh, and of course i have to ask because it is jamaica or anytime you know we travel outside of the u.s uh what about safety because these are folks who will be volunteering their time um how safe is it there Jamaica is quite safe. We, do, we, we wouldn't necessarily foresee a problem. And one of the reasons why we stay on the campus of the university, which is a beautiful campus, and is when you're coming through the gate, you have security and they check each car off. When you get to the lodge, there's security downstairs. When you check in to go up to your room, there is security there. When you get to the up top of the stairs, there's a huge um, door that you have to use your keys to um, to open. So, you know, we find it really very, very comforting. And like I said, it's, a, it's where international faculty stay. They have a little bar downstairs um, with, with a pool so people can swim if they want to or just sit and talk around to other faculty, international faculty in all kinds of disciplines. So, so it's really cool. All right. You were about to talk about Ethiopia, and I kind of interrupted you. Were you going to say what the plan yeah. is? For, if I had yeah, Ethiopia, Ethiopia is really intriguing, but I, um, English... Uh, you don't ha- need another language to teach in Ethiopia. It's the second largest uh, country in Africa. It has never been really colonized, uh, so they, they certainly have that feel and flavor to them. It's a Christian country, even though um, there's a Muslim, large Muslim population, but it is a Christian country. And, yes, we have met with Ethiopia as well, and how it's, they need to... Um, they need training for midwives. We're not going to be training doctors in Ethiopia. We're going to do midwives because it's such a huge country, 90 million people. Our partners there will be the Hamlin Hospital and Midwifery School. Remember, Dr. Kathleen Ham- uh, Hamlin 
is a doctor from Australia. She's 90-something years old, 92, whatever. She does fistula, and she is, you know, we've heard about her forever on Oprah, CNN. She was nominated for a Nobel Prize and so forth. It's their facility. And what they have done is they've built a complete midwifery school, which is set aside from where the hospital is, maybe on about 50 acres of land, and they bring the young women in from the villages, and they completely cover their tuition, um, I think $4,000 for the year, and they give them everything, books and everything, lodging, food and everything, with the proviso that one strain, they go back to these remote villages. So we're going to help supplement their training there, and then we're going to continue to mentor the women in these remote villages. Because as you know, so you graduate from nursing school, and you're left on your own, uh, one needs to be able to follow up and continue to mentor. So we're going to do that there. Also, too, we're going to work with University of Addis Ababa, the Women's Studies Department. They're working in a village. Um, they wanted some help in a village where the women deliver alone. That is a tradition. Uh, you, you don't deliver with a traditional birth attendant. You deliver your own baby, and that is, this is taught from it's passed down from mothers to daughter. That's something that happens. I had never heard of that before. I'd never seen it, but there is a village that that happens, and we are going to be working with the university. I spoke with them this morning in Addis Ababa, and we're putting together a contingency of persons there that we'll all get together and see how we can best serve these populations. So we'd be training the moms, but we'll be working also in supplementing the Hamlin Hospital um, School of Midwifery in Ethiopia. And we go to Ethiopia for two weeks, October 17th. Okay. So Ethiopia for two weeks starting October 17th of this year. Yes. Give us the date for Jamaica. The different dates. Okay, I'm going to run down the dates for Jamaica. I'm going to do it slowly. June 22nd to 26th, that is our first trip. And the, the dates that I'm giving you are for the nurses' training, and then I'll do the doctors separately. So June 22nd to 26th, we're nurses. Then September 28th to October 2nd. November 16th to the 20th, and um, January, uh, and then, uh, yeah, November 16th to the 20th, January 25th to the 29th, and May 30th to the 3rd of June. So May 30th to June 3rd, that is 2016. The doctor's training will be November 16th, to the 20th as well, and then June 18th to, sorry, then January 18th to the 22nd. Let me do that again. The doctors are November 16th to the 20th, and then next year, January 18th to the 22nd. So that is a training schedule for Jamaica, and as you'll know, they're a week at a time. It is possible that if somebody has less than a week, even though it's just easier if we kind of try and get there at the same time and so forth, but conceivable because Jamaica is, you know, not as far as Africa, a person could fly down for a day or two 
teach their portion of it and then fly back. Lorna? Yes. Okay, so I actually um, got disconnected. <laughs> okay, okay. What I, what uh, I, would you tell, tell me what did you hear? I want to, I, I have you with the two nurses training, the first one June 22nd to the 26th, and then September 28th to October. October 2nd, so yes. Okay. Yes. Now go and on. That, and then the other one would be January 25th to the 29th of next year, May 30th to June 3rd of next year. Okay. For the so, doctors, though, for the doctors uh-huh. would be November 16th to the 20th and January 18th to the 22nd. Okay. So November 16th to the 20th and January 18th to the 22nd would be training for doctors. Okay. And, and so I want to clarify something in terms of with um, training nurses. Are you looking specifically for nurses to train nurses, or can the doctors do that? Yeah, doctors can train nurses. Nurses can train nurses, and doctors can train nurses. Okay. then reserve the the training for doctors for for their colleagues to train them. And so just to give people an idea of what what, um, areas we're going to be covering, we're going to be covering the management of hypertension, diabetes, we're going to do um, normal and abnormal labor patterns. Uh, we're going to do the pathogram. We're going to do prevention of unwanted or mistimed pregnancy, uh, contraceptive update, postpartum depression, infant and young child nutrition, neonate resuscitation. So those are the things, and HIV. So those are some of the topics that we're recovering so people can get a concept of where their specialty lie. So if this is something that they know very well, they can prepare. Um, yeah, it's something that lecture. you need to prepare for. Uh, we ask that people have at least two years um, experience in with the subject that they're going to be teaching. And the reason being is that the nurses, for let's use the nurses for example, a lot of these nurses have been practicing for a long, long time. Jamaica does have a midwifery school. So the likelihood is that you're going to find experience between five years to, when we were there, the least person was experienced for five and there was somebody there for, with 40 years experience, okay? So, so, so those who lecture, we want them to at least have two years experience and and are currently working in the area. Um, If you have less than two, uh, you could perhaps still come on the trip, but you help us with the simulations because we need to set up simulation um, stations and things like of that nature. So we'll certainly certainly um, uh, be happy to have folks, but we need to roll into the country with a very strong team because we're coming directly under the Ministry of Health, and they will evaluate the performances of the, of our lecturers and things of that nature. Okay. All right. So, Lorna, I wanted to then open the line in, lines in case anyone had any questions. Was there anything else you wanted to add? No, I just want to let uh, people know that there are many ways they can help us. Uh, if they can spread the word for us, we need about a roster of 50 
educators that we can rotate um, around so that we always have folks uh, that we can draw on for many, many ways. So you can help, uh, you can make donations, you can tell your church, your organizations, and donate to Footprints because the, the bottom is we can do it. We can make it happen. We just need everybody on board. And there was one other question I had um, folks that asked about this also. What about the people who don't necessarily have the time to go to Jamaica with you? Um, Is there a role for distance learning right now? So doing a lecture, having it available in a webinar webinar, webinar format or a podcast that folks can listen to in Jamaica? Yes, we'll be able to do that. My my feeling is that we'll perhaps roll that out in about five months. I think that it makes good sense that we have the site lectures going really, really well. But the issue is that after we've done this series, we're going to lean very, very heavily on long-distance training. Um, we have memorandum of understanding with two huge technology companies to help build some platforms for us. One is a Japanese company. So in the next two years, we're going to lean heavily on long-distance learning and webinars, and actually we could do virtual reality kinds of training. So that is a model we'll be following going forth. But I think that will come more on stream a little bit in six months, but in reality, but the big rollout out in two years that's, for Jamaica, that's exactly how we should be training. Okay. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and unmute folks' lines. And um, if you have any questions, um, you may go ahead. So I've unmuted you. Um, are there anyone with questions? Yes, I have a question, um, Diane. This is Eva Francis from... Hi, uh, Eva. Uh-huh. Hi, Eva. Hey, hey, Lorna. Uh, first of all, Lorna, I must say thank mm-hmm. you so much. This is such a great uh, thing you're doing. That's awesome, and I must commend you for that. Thank but you. The, the question I have is this. What about those nurses who really want to help, but they don't have the experience? They have more than two years' experience. But um, they don't have the OB experience nor the NICU experience. How can they assist as far as the training or things of that nature? They would not. We're very specific. They would not be able to train because we have to be authentic. It would be, um, it would be very difficult for a nurse that doesn't have the experience to be training a nurse that has 15 years' experience, and they're working in it, the field right now. You, you understand where I'm going. So that would not work well for us. It would, it, you know, it's a, the government would, would because we do e- evaluation. We have metrics that we follow. Can they be involved with footprints? Yes. There are a lot of foot soldiers that, that, that we, we need. Um, there are lots of ways they can be involved. They could be involved, for example, in Florida City where we're training the moms. Or they could be involved, for example, in Ethiopia, where we're training traditional birth attendants. But in Jamaica, we are training labor and delivery nurses who are working there and who are midwives. Because remember, Jamaica has a midwifery training school. A lot of people are trained in England and around the world. So, no, if it would, that would not work. It doesn't mean that they can't be involved with footprints. Is that they can't train somebody with 
15, 20 years' experience. It wouldn't work. Okay. Sounds All good. Right. Good, and the, good question, and the only other question I have really quickly about, like, donation. What if they want to donate? They just go on your website? How does that they work? They would just go to, yeah, and we need, lo- we need tons and tons of donations. Uh, they could go to footprints-foundation.org. Also, we're going to put up, we, we want to set up simulation training. So there are certain models that we're going to need, and we, we're going to put them up. And nurses can get together and, and buy a model, you know, or buy a, a doll. All of that makes all the difference in the world. So we have to understand that not everybody needs to go. We're going to take the A team down to Jamaica because we come under the okay. Ministry of Health. We're also part of the European Union plan to reduce maternal infant mortality. So we've got to roll out with our A game. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Thank you so much. Thanks. Thanks. Are there any other questions? Yes. Hi. Hi this is Carlene Mitchell. Hi, Carlene. Canada. Thank you. Hi. Um, thank you so much for this presentation. It's amazing work that's being done, and it is making a difference. Um, this is what um, the World Health Organization has been talking about, being able to help everyone to be current with the evidence that we have and actually use that evidence um, to guide our practice. So I know that uh, the Jamaican midwives and nurses will really appreciate us bringing current, um, up-to-date, helpful kind of um, you know, instruction and training that's going to help them with their outcomes. And, and I know they're very outcome-driven. They want to decrease their mortality rate. They want to improve their, their outcomes. So thank you so much for all that you're doing. No worries. No worries. You know, thanks a bunch. One of the things we also have to remember is not so much that we're, and, and you mentioned it, Carly, we're not really going to help them. We're partnering. So we will also pull some folks from there to teach as well because we don't want to set up a paradigm where we're coming in and we're telling people, that, you know, this sort of thing. It's going to be a teamed approach, and we do have expectations of them the same way they have expectations of us. Awesome, awesome. Any other questions? Yes, this is Renault calling. I do have a question. Um, I, I, you probably will not be able to make a decision or maybe until you see my resume. Now, I have taught, I, I taught here in Chicago at Rush University, and I have a strong background in obstetrics. However, for the past two years, I've only worked in the clinical setting. I have not worked in 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 uh, education, so I don't know how you look at that. So, in other words, we will look. Like, Dr. Thompson and I will will look at it. I think that you have not disqualified yourself because you're coming in teaching. That's good, and and you have the clinical. So I think you're telling us that you are a strong contender. That's actually a good thing. That's actually a good thing. Yeah. Good thing. Well, I, I didn't know because of the two years when she said about two years. Uh, uh, Let me clarify that. Let me clarify that. Okay. Um, we do we do get interest with people who say uh, in, they're not educators and they say we I haven't worked in labor and delivery for example for two years and we say no because as Carlene alluded uh, alluded to we need um, current current data, current methodology, current experience, and, and, and so forth. And that's the world health. That is not even our standard. That's world health standard, which mm-hmm. is not you, which is not you. Well, it, it, 
It may be, because let, let me further clarify. Uh, I haven't worked in L&D in two years. I work strictly in ambulatory now. Okay. So let's 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 look at your stuff. Let's look at your 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 stuff right. because I think what happens is that we will look at everybody regardless on an individual right. basis. I really do believe I can do it, but I understand you know you have criteria that needs to be followed. So Okay. And just let us know when after the call, Lorna, you'll share your contact information again. Um, and, and I'll share mine as well. And you can also mention that when you do contact her. So, you know, we'll, we'll look at everything. So um, everybody knows the email, which is Lorna, which comes direct, Lorna at Footprints, which is plural, footprints-foundation.org. Lorna at footprints-foundation.org. Uh, my telephone, which is you can call me any time of day or night. If you're talking about this business, I will be up and ready to converse. 305 573 8423. 305 573 8423. And don't forget to you know, go to the website, look around a little bit, and just drive as much traffic. Because we, you know, we, we are the ones, and we can do it. Yeah, we absolutely can. And uh, any more questions? Well, not so much yeah, a question. Yeah. My name is Lorraine Lamb, calling in from New York. I just wanted to introduce myself. Um, hi, I'm, hi, how are you? Um, I'm actually graduating as a midwife this May, but I have four years labor and delivery experience. Um, and just to say that a lot of what you're describing, a lot of the work that you're expecting to do in Jamaica, are some of the things that I'm looking forward to do as well. I'm hoping to get credential there as a midwife when I'm finished to do a lot of the things that you're doing. Because one of the areas I'd like to focus in, too, is obstetric emergencies and, and simulations. So I'm looking forward to working with, with this program. Yeah, and, and and a lot of times too, we can if you're in, we can get college credits. We can work out that you do stuff with us and get college credits. So mm -hmm. it's going to be quite robust. It's it's, it's quite All right. robust. All right, awesome. Any other questions, ladies or gentlemen? Yes, this is Terry. Can you guys hear me? Sure. Yes. Okay. Um, so I had a question about uh, um, just some clarification about the development of the curriculum. I think I understood you to say that at least for the for neonatal and, and pediatrics, the primary emphasis is uh, resuscitation and nutrition. And um, uh, let me for for yes uh, for um, the peds and NICU, we want um, nutrition. For, uh, newborn resuscitation, yes, that that's that's their that's what they need. And um, I heard you say to, that to make sure that the curriculum is relevant to what their actual needs are, you know, in comparison to what we have here. So my question is, um, with respect to developing the curriculum, you guys will have some general guidelines or the, the faculty yes. will help develop and you guys will oversee that to make sure that what we come up with can actually work in Jamaica. So I've been a neonatologist for 15 years. I, I teach all our nursing. I do all the orientation for all of our nurses. We have 10 hospitals. But I'm right. not quite sure what I, you know, my knowledge base is relevant to Jamaica because I'm not, you know, familiar with the, the healthcare system and what they have. You said they're building up to a level three. So those right. are my questions about the curriculum. 
Yeah, thanks. Here's how it's going to work. Obviously, we're going to follow World Health Standards, so that that's that. And then, like two weeks before we send it to Jamaica, they take a look at it and tell us, this works, no, that's not going to work, you know, that sort of thing. And we always okay. say to ourselves that we have to adjust on the ground because we always okay. have a disclaimer which suggests that um, if what we're teaching is not what you guys are doing now, um, then, you know, follow what, what, you, what you're doing. But we should not have any problems. We've, we taught there recently, and there was just two areas of difference, and it was just difference. It wasn't a major thing. But we always send the curriculum before, so they can take a look at it because it's it's like kind of not polite. We descend on them and say, this is the curriculum, this is what we're going to teach, and they have no clue. You know, so, yeah, yes, we – they will they will oversee it, and we I believe will have the best degree of comfort as much as one can. Consider we we don't live there, we're not working there. That this this is the best we can do, and we're always open for them to tell us no that that's not that doesn't work for them. Okay, right. I'm 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 excited. It sounds like a fantastic opportunity. I'm going yes. to go to the website and figure out. Yeah, go to the website and just set, you know, tell a lot, lot, lot of folks. Um, we, they were really so receptive for us in Jamaica. They really did a nice job. I mean, really, really nice job. And and Lorna, you had some of the pictures. I know someone, one of the nurses, had a lot of the pictures from what was going on in Jamaica. That would be great to share that so folks can yes. see. Yeah, yeah. I'll share. I'll share. I'll send you guys uh, some pictures, and you'll see that we did solid work. We did work. We could be proud of, and I know we will do it again. And lots of we'll go down and set up nice simulation stuff. We'll leave them some of our models and and, and stuff like that. Yeah. We'll role play. Okay, we're we'll gonna do good stuff. Awesome. We're gonna get ready to close out the call, but are there any last minute? questions I don't have a question but I, I, I just very quickly wanted to share a kind of a maybe I'll call it a human interest story with Lorna um, sure. when you were talking about going to the Democratic Republic of the Congo I wanted to tell you very quickly that I, I made a quilt once and this gentleman I, his name was Steve Maloff he was he's a, an attorney from mm-hmm. Dallas Texas and I think he mines over in the Congo. And so he thought that he needed to do something uh, for the women who were victims of the sexual assault. Right. And so he had a fundraiser, and he invited all the people from Capitol Hill and things to this fundraiser to, to raise funds for that. Very interestingly, he, got a, he, he saw my quilt and got in touch with me because he wanted to give a pres, uh, present Ambassador Matifu, I believe her name was. Uh-huh. And at any rate, they wanted me to come over to the Congo and open up, because I, I, I always say quilting is therapeutic. They wanted me to come over to the Congo, this was back in 2005, and start uh, teaching quilt making there for the women who had been victims of the sexual assault. I didn't go because of some other issues that were happening in my life at that time. But I just thought it was interesting that, I had an opportunity to go to the Congo as well. 
Yes, yeah, yeah. And, you know, we we work solidly in that area. We worked in the eastern Congo where war is, is raging all the time. We, we, we're walking right. around around soldiers and all like that. And now Burundi is about to explode. So what can I tell you? Africa is always our joy and our challenge. Yes, all right. Yes. So, so, Lorna, for folks that have listened in and may be interested in this, where do they go from here? So what you got? What we need to do is you need to send us an email with your curriculum or your resume, um, and I, I really want for you all to do it between now and tomorrow. Uh, if you don't have one quite ready yet, just just email us and let <laughs> us know that you're interested. I know folks that work right now. <laughs> yeah, the folks that work, just stop what you're doing, and uh, because I don't want this excitement to wane. Also. We thrive by word of mouth. Tell everybody, because at the end of the day, in the next three or four years, we want about a team of about 150 clinicians who we can, like the Red Cross, we can dispatch. Low-resource countries will change only with education, not in taking a pair of shoes or anything like that. So please tell everybody about us, and obviously no money, no mission. So. So we're all excited, and Diane, thank you so much for facilitating it. That this is a kind of uh, collaboration that makes makes it for footprints, and I'm glad Carlene from Canada is on it because she's holding up the Canadian end for us and the rest of you around the country. Thank awesome. you. Awesome. So give us your email address again, and folks who are listening in, um, you reach out to Lorna. I mean, I think this will be awesome. I really think we can do amazing work here. Um, so give your email address again, Lorna, and um, so we can get people going. Sure. It's Lorna at footprintsfoundation.org. So it's Lorna at footprints dash, not underscore, dash, foundation.org so you can email us from this site look around the site and you can call me 305-573-8423 I think that it's going to be helpful that we have regular conference calls um, I don't know if we're going to do it every six weeks or we'll decide but I think we should have regular conference call where you too can invite other people to come or if you have questions and you know we can plan this thing thoroughly I think it will be a good idea, especially as time gets, you know, as we get closer to the dates um, for these, um, you know, for us to go to Jamaica or so forth. We really want people to get themselves together, get organized. So having regular conference calls, I think, will be a great idea. Right, and just on the website, there's a section called Jamaica, and it's going to give you some basic things that you need to remember, such as that your passport needs to be six months um, ahead of your date. So sometimes people forget and their passport is um, outdated, expired, or just about to expire, and you can't, you know, stuff like that. We try to put some helpful things for you on there, just, for example, a reminder. We tell you the ex money exchange, you know, and, and just how things work. So just okay. keep looking. Awesome. So I think for folks that are on tonight, if you are interested, and I know a lot of you said you were, and I think this is a, a good thing, a great way to serve, to share your own knowledge to other people, with other people, so that, you know, we can make this place a better place. Um, the important thing to do is to get your CV, your resume together, get it over to Lorna so we can start forming that team. And, and as she said, a good idea is to look at your passport, make sure it's up to date. 
All right. So um, we're going to end the call tonight. This is being recorded, and so I'll have it available for people if they do want to listen. We'll send it out to you all with the hope that you will share it with someone else because I think we can make an enormous contribution. Any last words, uh, Lorna? No, just, just just thank you. Keep keep um, spreading the word. Uh, keep understanding that there's just nobody else. It's just us. We're the ones. Exactly. All right, everyone, thank you so much. And I know some of you were calling from work. You did tell me that, and I appreciate it. Um, thank you so much, and we'll be in touch. Okay. Bye. Good night. Good night. Bye. Good night. Bye. Good night. Good night. Thank you.